Hey Europe, this is Musable.com calling, the best source for news and blogs about the Eurovision Song Contest. If you're looking for a new Eurovision experience online, you should visit us. Our editors have a wide variety of content for you to enjoy, from up-to-date news stories and interviews to fun and interactive quizzes. So if you want to know the latest news or just find out what Eurovision country best suits you, we have it all at Musable.com. You are listening to a special episode of Eurovision Legends, where I, your host, Emil Lövström, invites some of this year's participants. Today we're going to get to know the singer Leslie Roy. We will learn about her previous work with super producer Max Martin, her Swedish songwriters growing up in the Eurovision superpower, and how she handled last year's consolation. And can we expect literal maps in her lead content on stage? Leslie will compete in the first semi-final with the song Maps representing Ireland. Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Leslie Roy. Hi! How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Two weeks before the semi-final. Yes, oh my gosh. How many interviews have you done today? Uh, <laughs> Am I last out? <laughs> you, you, you may be last out, but you save the best for last, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> to get to know you better, I prepared some quick questions. Are you ready? Yes, go for it. First memory from the Eurovision Song Contest. Oh, uh, I think it was rock and roll kids. But even though I think Neve was before then, I think my big memory was Paul and Charlie, actually. We were the rock and roll kids. Rock and roll was all we did. And listening to those songs on the radio. Name three songs from previous Eurovisions you really like. From previous Eurovisions, I mean, I think I'm like most of the fans and that Euphoria was fantastic and, um, you know, uh, all of Johnny's hits are, are super duper, but I'm a big fan of Duncan Lawrence and I really enjoyed Arcade. What are you listening to right now? Uh, Casey Musgraves. Artist that has inspired you the most? Ooh. Oh, depending on different chapters of my life, it's always different. Um, hmm. Right now, I'm really into Casey Musgraves. In in previous years, I I loved Stevie Nicks growing up too. Favorite country in Eurovision besides Ireland? Oh, I can't answer that. I I, I I've got to get votes from these countries. That's a terrible question. <laughs> what are you doing in ten years? Uh, hopefully, in a villa somewhere nice and warm, having some nice pastas and wine with my wife. What's the best thing with Ireland besides seven victories? Oh, uh, the friendliness. If you would move to another country, which country? I think I'd like to spend more time in, in either the south of Italy, like I said, or, or maybe in Paris. Last question. If you would compete for another country in Eurovision, which country would you pick? Oh, Sweden. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> Great, you survived the first part. Great. You were born in 1986. In Dublin, mm-hmm. when did music become a big part of your life? I mean, I think it was always there um, f- from the get-go. I was with a lot of musicians, a lot of instruments, a lot of music in my house growing up. So it was just a matter of time until I got a guitar when I was 10. 
During your childhood, Ireland won the contest almost every year. Did it make you dream about participating yourself one day? Yes, I think it, you know, I knew I wanted to get into songwriting very early on. And I think I always thought maybe potentially I would attempt the Eurovision Song Contest at some point. I have read that you early on had a big dream to work with the Swedish producer, composer and wonder child, Max Martin. Why was that so important for you? Uh, well, you know, you just look at Max's hits and uh, his stability of, of writing these fantastic pop songs over so many, many, many years. So I think most songwriters within some form of the pop world wants to work with Max. And I was very lucky that I got to write an entire album with him. At the same time that Ireland was dominating Eurovision, Max Martin had a huge impact here in Sweden and made music for my idols such as Ace of Base, Leila Kay and Army of Lovers for instance. Later, he became extremely successful abroad as well, and is the songwriter with the third most number one singles on the Billboard chart, behind Paul McCartney and John Lennon. So, but what was it like to work with Max Martin? Uh, fantastic, you know. Uh, I I grew up listening to all those pop hits as well, and I, you know, once I pulled back the curtain and realized, oh, there's one person behind all of these songs. How do I? How do I get there? How do I get to Sweden and write with this person? So I worked all through my teens and I got the record deal that I wanted uh, in, in, in the States, in New York with Jive, with Sony Records. And I pushed as much as I could to try and get a meeting with Max. And I did get the meeting with Max and it went so well. And he loved my voice so much that we started, you know, a two and a half year journey on writing and producing my album together in Stockholm. So I got like the most amazing pop uh, education that not many people in the world get to have. Yeah. And together with Robert Marvin, Kat Gravit and Tom Shapiro. Was that right pronounced? Yes, perfect. Okay. <laughs> and you composed and produced a song that was picked by RTE last year to compete in the Eurovision Song Contest. Yes. Tell me, how did this come about? You know, uh, you know, as a songwriter and someone who ha I've had worked on my own project projects, but I've also written for other artists uh, in the States and throughout Europe. Story of My Life was a song that I had in my pile of many songs. And I had kind of thought maybe this would work. This is kind of poppy enough for Eurovision, but I don't know if I could 
maybe do it for Ireland. It would be very unique. So something just kind of came over me one day and I decided, you know what, I'll just send it in. I've never even talked to anybody within the Eurovision uh, business side of things in Ireland. So I'll just send it in and see what happens. And uh, they loved it uh, straight away. So um, that's why I sent it in. I just knew it was an extremely catchy pop song. Was the song Story of My Life the only song you presented? Uh, yes. Uh, the contest sadly got cancelled. How did you learn about the cancellation? Um, RTE, Michael Keeley, our head of delegation, uh, called me when they confirmed it. What was it like for you to accept? Um, I think there was just so much going on in the world and people were you know, so sick and dying that um, as sad as it was, it it wasn't as bad as what was going on. You know, it was what it was. And, you know, I was able to bury it, um, you know, afterwards and move on. But when and how was it decided that you would be back for 2021? We discussed that, you know, we didn't want to announce anything until there was a song. So, um, and I completely agreed with that. I wanted to wait until I could safely get into the studio. And I wanted to obviously go back and try my Nashville people and do some online sessions with obviously people in Ireland and all over the connections that I have. And I booked my trip to Stockholm when I could safely fly. And I worked with as many people as I safely could again in the studio until I got maps. And then I presented it to RTE in October And we agreed that that would be the song. And we also agreed that it would be better timing to hold off until we discuss, we see what happens more with the pandemic. And we wanted to be cautious of talking about Eurovision when so many people were so sick. The song Maps is composed by you and the three Swedes, Philip Strand, Emily Eriksson and Lukas Hellgren. How come you started working with them? Well, like I said, I was on so many uh, sessions that I had organized here in Stockholm. And one session leads to another session and you hear about another person. So I got connected with Lucas and I had a session with Lucas and he pulled in Philip. And then Philip and I decided to make an appointment for another day. And Philip brought in Emily. And it's just, you know, this is how songwriting goes. One person brings someone else in and you see if that works. And it just so happened that that team made sense and they were able to really get the idea that I wanted and just pick up on all the aspects of this song that I was trying to create. How many songs was sent to you? Oh, sent to me from other people. Uh, a f- Four or five, maybe. Mm, not but more. But I, I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, well, I think people were tr- more so trying to get writing sessions with me because they know I write all my own material. So I don't think too many people thought I would ever take an outside song, since I write and produce everything myself. So yeah. What can you tell us about the song Maps? 
Yeah, MAPS is a journey within about trying to get back to your true sense of self, your your true sense of home, what a home feels like for you internally, and all of the long ways that we have to go around to get back to that feeling. Both this song and your song from last year have lots of tempo and energy. And these types of songs seems to have make a comeback this year after having been unusual for the last decade. Are you leading the trend? Oh, yes. Story of My Life definitely opened up the, the seal for people to want more tempo. For sure. 100%. What can we expect on stage? Something uh, nice and different. Will you display literal maps on the LED screens, for instance? No, <laughs> definitely not. No, 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 no. I feel like that would look uh, a little bit too like, uh, you know, the weather forecast at the end of the news when people talk about the weather the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think maybe no maps. No. <laughs> What will you wear? Um, I'm still working on that. What about dancers and backup singers? Uh, we have uh, two backup singers. Uh, my co-writers, Philip and Emily. So they will be off stage with the two uh, microphones. From where will your wife support you? Um, I believe my wife will be supporting me from the green room at the Irish delegations. Oh, you can bring her. I believe so. Hopefully. Have you listened to your competitors? A few of them. Um, you know, I really want to experience some of them with fresh ears on the night. So I kind of get to experience uh, the best of both worlds. So you can't reveal if you have any favorites yet? Uh, well, I do. I love, you know, my friends that I've kind of connected with over the last years, James and Basil. I love Embers. I, I love Basil's track. I love Sin Hits. Um, you know, I think they're fantastic songs. I just recently listened to uh, Malta and I think they're such fantastic songs that I've heard so far. Ireland has won the contest seven times, but during this century, Ireland have only reached the top ten three times. failed to qualify to the fi final eight times and got in two last places. How can these sad numbers change so that Ireland can win the contest again? Besides choosing you as their artist, of course. <laughs> um, you know, I, I don't know. I think um, some of the things that I've, I've tried to do over the past 12 months um, maybe will change that. I, I, I don't know. You know I, it's hard for me to answer that. We'll see if my style of songwriting and my style of engaging with the fans and viewers and radios and podcasts uh, will change any of that. So, you know, I think it's, we need to always keep focusing on the songwriting and the production and how we find the best possible song. So, and I would say that for any country, whether they win it all the time or whether like you, you have the statistics, like you just said, it's always, how do you find the best possible song? If you win, would you like to host a contest next year? 
Oh, sure. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to get more into television um, side of things, especially within the music television side of things. So, uh, yeah, I think that would be so, so cool. Which city do you think should host it? Oh, if Ireland won? Um, Please don't say Mill Street. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I don't know, because I feel like I've got such great supporters from different uh, towns that they'll get annoyed with me if I say one over the other. So I don't know. Someone else should pick that. You will perform in the first semi-final on the 18th of May and go out at my lucky number seven. Yes. Nervous? No, actually. The most pressureful part of all of this journey was finding maps. And everything else after that, Touchwood, has been a really fantastic experience. Before we say goodbye, what would you like to say to our listeners? Thank you genuinely so much for, for the support. And if you have a lot of your Swedish audience there... Sweden can really vote for a very Swedish Irish entry this year so please vote for Ireland <laughs> <laughs> Good luck in Rotterdam Leslie Thank you so much Tack <laughs>